Hello and welcome to the Self-Improvement Book Club with Rachel. Today's book is The Body Keeps Score, which is a wonderful book on how trauma affects your body and mind. I will give a little bit of a disclaimer. This book is a little hard to get through. Probably 30 to 40% of it is a lot of background and research on trauma. So if this kind of fluff bothers you and you wanted to get to more of the heart of the issues, then hopefully there's some abridged version out there for you because this book took me a little longer than most books take for me to read through it and really get out the most important parts. So hopefully I can cover those today. I'll also say a little on trauma before reviewing the book. I believe most of us have some sort of trauma, whether it's a big T or a small T trauma. A big T trauma would be something very major in our lives that was traumatic. So that could be something that happened in childhood or seeing something in adulthood that was traumatic for you and that really, really affected your life, gave you nightmares, had you avoiding things that are associated with that trauma. And then I do believe we all have small T's, small traumatic events that can shape us and change us. So in this book, we will learn about trauma and how it can affect us and how common it is actually in our society. So what do you think when you think about trauma? Is it that traumatized war veteran that experienced pain and has had to kill other people during combat and then they come back with nightmares and they can't find their way back to society? Maybe that's it, but there's other kind of traumas. For example, there can be traumas that you don't even remember. I'll give you a personal example. When I was only two years old, I had to have a major surgery. And I was in the hospital for two weeks because they had complications with my surgery. So I was a two-year-old stuck in a hospital going through painful surgery and I, I do remember this, but only bits and pieces of it. And I don't really know how much it has affected me in my current state because it happened when I was so young. So little examples like this or bigger examples of going to war, they can all be traumas. So point number one is trauma is incredibly common in our society. Trauma is a result of an experience of extreme stress or pain that leaves an individual feeling helpless or too overwhelmed to cope. And these experiences, again, can come in many forms. They can be someone that experiences violence, rape, child abuse, emotional abuse, 
So just to give you a little statistics, there's a report that says about 12 million women were victims of rape in the United States in 2014 alone. Of those, 50% of the 12 million women were under the age of 15 at the time of the assault. There's also about 3 million cases every year of child abuse. So trauma is very prevalent. The book stresses that creating good rapport with someone who is suffering from things like PTSD is a challenge on its own. So just imagine maintaining a close friendship or a marriage or any kind of relationship with a traumatized person because this traumatized person finds it very difficult to trust even the ones they love the most. So being with a traumatized person can be tough on family and friends and can often lead to relationships dissolving or as extreme as divorce or some kind of estrangement with the person. Another main point the book highlights is that when people experience flashbacks, they can cause people to relive the mental and the physical experience of trauma when they're reminded of it. So this is partly the body keeps scores point is that our body reacts and relives the traumatizing event. For example, if you've ever remembered something you did that was either embarrassing or shameful, how did it feel in your body? Did you squirm or blush? Or did that tiny insight on how the memory came about show up somewhere in your body? Therefore, when someone is suffering from PTSD and they're reminded of their trauma, their body and their brain enters high stress mode and they relive the experience as if it's happening again and it's real. This is what a flashback is. In fact, they're able to study this in research and they showed how people's blood pressure, heart rates rose sharply when they were reliving or read to them the script of the traumatic thing that happened to them. So not only did their stress hormones spike, but their levels of stress stayed in their bodies a lot longer than someone that isn't traumatized would if they were exposed to something stressful. Their stress hormones would leave quicker than a traumatized person. So that means when reliving the experience, they're having a lot of attacks upon their body with stress hormones, blood pressure, heart rate spiking, and these stressors are staying in their bodies longer than a normal person without traumatic events. So in the book, it takes a look at 
trauma as an adult and trauma in your childhood. And childhood trauma has negative impacts, not just in a person's youth, but well into their adulthood too. So if you experience something traumatic young, it impacts you from then on. And if it's not dealt with and healed, it can continue to impact you. Why is this? Well, as children, brains are not fully developed. And when children undergo trauma, they are at greater risk of negative consequences. And these consequences surface in years following the event and later in adulthood. In one study, it showed that traumatized children often expected bad things to happen versus kids that didn't have childhood trauma. One of the experiments they talk in the book is they showed children a picture of a dad laying underneath a car while the dad was fixing it. So based on that image, they asked the kids to imagine a story and tell it. The children that experienced trauma told a much more negative story, like the car would fall on the dad's head. And again, they just expected something bad to happen. So these thinking patterns will continue into adulthood at times with traumatized children. How well do you remember things? Like if you think about your own childhood and go back and say, oh, I remember this and that and that, there might be some holes in your memory or things you remember very vividly and things you don't remember so well. Memory is a funny thing in general. But it is normal for memories to fade and change. But if you've had a traumatic event that you remember, sometimes these are repressed. But if you have a traumatic memory, it's typically vivid, unchanging, and it can be easily triggered. Think about it this way. If you ever have a story from your past that you tell your friends You might tell it over and over again, and every time you tell it, it changes just a little bit. Maybe you exaggerate a part of it, or, you know, you add a little uh, exaggeration in for some flavor. Generally, memories that have traumatic, traumatic events in them are a little different, because the memories actually do not change over time and we remember the situations quite vividly. For example, when the author was doing research, he asked some people to remember the birth of their children or their wedding day and oftentimes things like the feelings or how they how they felt that day came out, but maybe not exact details of where they were or what was in the room or even what their partner was wearing on the wedding day. I mean, yeah, of course, a wedding dress, right? But those kind of details were not in there as more feelings. 
In contrast, when trauma survivors were asked to recall their traumatic memories, smell, taste, touch, and hearing played a far more important role. And these come out like if someone was unfortunately raped and they had the smell of alcohol on the person who victimized them, they would, if they went to a party and smelled that same alcoholic smell, it may trigger in them all those traumatic feelings, which could cause them to avoid things like going to parties with alcohol. The bottom line is that trauma stays with you both in your body and your brain. So how do we learn to live with it? Here's the good news. There are therapies out there and things you can do to help heal your trauma. The author talks a lot about EMDR, which allows people to integrate their memories and start to restore a sense of agency over their mind and body and begin to take control of these memories. EMDR uses eye movements to reprocess and establish safety in the person participating in the therapy. This therapy has had astounding results and has helped a lot of people heal and overcome some of their trauma responses. Other things you can do are things like yoga and mindfulness. Yoga offers trauma sufferers a safe way to explore the relationship between their body and their mind. And there is special classes that are yoga for trauma. What yoga can do is create a safe way to get in touch with emotions and understand how the body experiences them. Mindfulness can also play a essential role in trauma recovery. Often when people hear the word mindfulness, they might get this like, oh, it's such a dodgy word, right? What does mindfulness mean and how do I practice it? Mindfulness is all about paying attention to your body and your emotions rather than pushing them away. Now, if you don't feel safe in your body because of a traumatic event, I imagine participating in a mindfulness might be something you don't want to do, but that is important to practice. Because when we notice the painful emotions that we're experiencing are that are in our body, what's our natural response? Like, push them away, please. I don't want to feel this. But in my personal belief, you got to feel it to heal it. So slowly incorporating mindfulness techniques into the point where you can tolerate them might be the most helpful thing. Another great way to heal trauma, according to this book, is neurofeedback, which helps people rewire their brain. Yes, 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 it is possible to rewire our brain. It takes a lot of time and effort, and 
a good therapist can help you through this process that practices neurofeedback. And what it does is actually changes your brain waves and they produce and encourage some of the alpha waves to help you relax and keep calm. And when you are calm and relaxed, then that helps your body feel safe. And it can slowly, slowly let go of that, those body trauma reactions. So just a brief summary of what the book talks about. It is a big, long book. I highly recommend it. I think it has some awesome, awesome, great nuggets, especially if you've ever experienced trauma or you want to learn more about some of the background and techniques that work most effectively with trauma, then this book is excellent and I highly recommend it. And I hope everyone has a wonderful, beautiful day. I'll talk to you next time at the Self-Improvement Book Club. Have a good day.